One Radio. This is a show provided by Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes, a movie podcast. You can check us out on Facebook. You can check us out on Twitter at Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. We will post links to our shows, our reviews there. Um, you can check out our YouTube page as well, where it's all Ghostbusters content right now. Um, I'm planning on doing other stuff besides Ghostbusters, but for the time being, I have some gaming videos from Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, from Ghostbusters the Video Game Remastered 2009, and I also have uh, all of the ex- episodes of Ecto-1 Radio uploaded to YouTube as well. So, another listening avenue for you there. As I'm recording today is June 23rd, 2023. Uh, we are... Uh, one day closer to Ghostbusters, um, I guess you could just say right now, Ghostbusters 4. Um, and yes, for all those who may be somewhat offended by that, it, this is the fourth movie in the Ghostbusters timeline. I, I know that there are technically already four Ghostbusters movies out if you count the 2016 reboot. I don't count it because it's not in this timeline. It's its own separate thing. So this is Ghostbusters 4, you know, for all intents and purposes. Tentatively titled Ghostbusters Firehouse. We still do not have a final title yet for this film. I do expect that we will have one, uh, I would say pretty quickly. I I don't think it'll be within the next couple of weeks or anything, but it's getting about to the point where it's getting time to to settle on a title. To be quite honest with you, I'm sure they probably already have settled on a title, but maybe you're just not ready to put it out yet. So it'll be fun. It'll be interesting when they do. It'll be something to talk about, something to think about. Um... And hopefully it'll be something that can continue to get us excited and keep us on a good path towards the next Ghostbusters film, which I know we all are excited for. You should be if you're not, anyway. Alright, let's jump into some fun stuff tonight. We're going to start off with the most recent bit of news. Uh, And by recent, I mean today, as of when I'm recording again, June 23rd. And the news that we have... Well, actually, I'll start back here. Uh, A few days ago, we got word that filming, the second unit filming in New York City had completed. Meaning that... Uh, everything that they were shooting in New York for the new movie finished up. It, I think it was mostly uh, just like car chase scenes, stuff with the Ecto, 
I know that they did go to the firehouse a couple of days. I'm pretty sure based on the photos of them, you know, at the firehouse that it wasn't any actual filming for the movie, but it was probably rather uh, pickup shots um, as well as uh, uh, basically scanning the environment around the firehouse. The reason they do that is because if you look at the um, the London, the UK firehouse set that we have built on a soundstage, uh, which again you can see in in um, you can see in the uh, Instagram, I believe it was Instagram story of uh, McKenna Grace that she released on Ghostbusters Day. Um, you can see the indoor firehouse set that they built there. Uh, but around it, you can see green walls, essentially green screens, right? So they go to the, the real firehouse in New York, and what they were doing was doing basically some scanning uh, to get scale and to get, uh, you know, the things that they're going to have to, basically the things they're going to have to um, create digitally around the firehouse to make it look like it's actually in New York, the one they built on the soundstage. So um, basically just doing some cleanup stuff that they've got to get done for post-production. And they, they finished that up. They finished all of that up, everything in New York, a few days ago. I don't remember the exact day, but I think it was this past week. And then today, on June 23rd, we got an official announcement through Eric Reich, who is executive producer on the new film, uh, through his Instagram story that they have just wrapped filming in London. So that means that all of the filming, um, unless we have to do any sort of reshoots, um, all of the filming for the new movie has uh, wrapped. It's done. It's completed. So where do we go from here? Um, well, it's funny you should ask. We actually uh, had a photo also posted by Jason Reitman um, basically showing the No Ghost logo wearing headphones. And that has been confirmed by Ghostbusters News to be the shirt that has been designed for the sound team. So basically now what you're moving into is uh, sound design for the movie where they'll add in all the sound um, you're gonna start working the score into the movie, the music into the movie and they'll also be working on all the other things such as you know digital effects, any CGI they have to do um, and cutting the film together you know I'm sure as of right now they're probably putting together or have already put together a rough cut of the film and I don't mean a complete or nearly complete cut of the film obviously but it's where you basically take all your scenes that you shot you put them in the order that you want them and that kind of gives you an idea of the flow of the movie and where you need other stuff so we're moving into uh, basically what I would say is like the third phase of a movie you have pre-production you have production and then you have post-production we're obviously we're done with pre-production. Now we're done with production, and now you move into post-production. Now, post-production on films 
usually take anywhere between six months to a year that the post-production for a film again usually takes uh, more time than the actual shooting of the film because there's so much to do right there's there and and obviously this depends on what kind of movie you're making but a movie like this where there's going to be digital effects you're going to have stuff that's going to require a lot of music a lot of sound design you know you've created this whole firehouse inside a soundstage that now you've got to build everything around it digitally there's a lot to do uh there's a lot to do and and now they're sort of moving into that phase um this is kind of where you know i think we we've all said this is why we're skeptical of the the december 20th release date is again today as we sit here it's june 23rd so six months which is pretty much kind of the minimum for post-production um six months from today would be december 23rd so that basically means and the film will have to be done before december 20th obviously you you, you can't just finish the film the day before and then ship it to the theaters to start shooting or you wouldn't want to do that anyway you have to market the film you have to do all this other stuff right so if they're going to hit that release date the post-production has to be rushed quite a bit now a few things i want to say on that topic while i'm there could they do it Yes. Could they do it and it still be good? Yes. Okay. I will tell you from, you know, my experience with Jason Reitman and him being, you know, such a, a skilled director. And I know he didn't direct this movie. Gil Keenan did. But um, I do trust that they, if they're, sticking to this December 20th release date, I'm trusting that they know, not just believe, but they know that they can hit it with no issues and they will be done well in advance of that that time frame and they'll have the movie ready and can market it for a couple of months and they'll be good to go. I have faith that they can do that. If they, if they stick to it. I don't think... That with a movie like this, uh, it's not a huge budget movie. I'm, I'm assuming we don't really. Know, I don't think we know what the budget is, but it's not going to be on the level of like your Disney movies, your Marvel movies, whatever. But it is a movie that you could easily waste money, have wasted money on if you don't do a good job with it, because it's one of those movies that it rides the line, right? When you it, when you release a movie like this, you have to market it well. You have to uh, get good word of mouth, and this is all. This is not new. We 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 sort of experienced this with Afterlife, but you want to do everything you can to make sure that the movie is successful um, and not pushed out a rush product because. You look at Afterlife, which critically, I understand, didn't do wonderful, but fan-wise, did fantastic. And that movie, you know, broke even and made a profit, obviously, but 
wasn't a, a massive profit. And, you know, again, we have to go back to COVID. And, uh, you know, you, when this movie was released, there was a lot of people still not going back to theaters. So there are other factors, right? There are, there are a lot of other factors that play into that. But you want to make sure that you're putting out a product that's not rushed and a product that uh, has been given the proper time that it needs to be completed. And I think that Jason Reitman will oversee that and make sure that that gets done. So I have faith that if they're going to stick to December 20th, this movie will be done. Now, I'm still holding to the opinion that it will not release December 20th and that they will push it to the spring of next year because... um, Basically, if you start post-production right now, you could give yourself to Christmas, maybe even January to get everything that you want done done and the movie completely finished and in the can. And then you can market it for a couple of months and then put it out. And that would be a perfect, you know, normal time frame. And I don't know uh, why they would want to put such a um, difficult restriction on themselves which is time and you know maybe i maybe i'm off maybe maybe a lot of us are off who are talking about this and and maybe uh again they're perfectly on schedule where they want to be for that december 20th release date these are these are things we just don't know right and we've spent some time talking about this so i don't you know i don't want to go much farther down this road again but you know we'll we will see right but um bringing it back to my original topic production wrap today and so that's good to hear it's good to hear that they got through it seemingly with with no issues um you know production started on march the 20th so you you basically have uh a little over two months close to three months basically production you know we didn't it doesn't sound like from from what we've seen or heard that they had many issues i mean i you know you would think you know a lot of a lot of times with movies nowadays if people have issues uh shooting a movie it's it gets out there and and people know about it and we hear about that a lot especially when you look at like lucasfilm uh with the star wars movies i mean you always get uh that kind of information usually gets out there so um hopefully everything went fine hopefully everything in post-production will go smoothly and we'll get a good film and i'm excited for it but um with production wrapping today we are one step closer to the release of the next ghostbusters live action film and as a lifelong ghostbusters fan i cannot tell you how exciting it is just to hear myself say that um you know i've talked about this before but we got to consider ourselves lucky. We're in a good time right now. Maybe not with a lot of things. I know the world's crazy and, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on every day with, with politics and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. Social media, the internet, you know, pretty much just seems like an evil place most days. But as Ghostbusters fans, I think we should be able to take a step back and look at the situation and say, you know what? This is nice. This is nice. Because if you were a Ghostbusters fan who grew up in the 90s, who grew up in the 2000s, or you you were just around then, it was dead. 
the franchise just felt super dead and the only thing that was keeping it alive were the fans and those fan forum forums excuse me online and 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 <clears throat> you know blogs and things like that where we could sort of look at discussions and have discussions with other ghostbusters fans or you know people who you know were in their own ghostbusters community you know within the different franchises in the states um people who build proton packs ecto replicas traps slime blowers you know pke meters whatever um that was the community that really kept it alive amongst themselves me included and so it's really great to be in a spot now where we're getting more ghostbuster stuff and you know, hopefully really good stuff. I think we've gotten one good movie so far, so I say keep it rolling, and, and I'm excited for it. So, good time to be a Ghostbusters fan. Always exciting to hear more from the set of the new movie, and um, I'm really excited to see what comes next. Is it a title? Is it some sort of a small teaser? Will we hear some bit of the score? Um, you know, it's... It's pretty uh, exciting to think about. So let's uh, let's just keep in mind how fortunate we are. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a look at the next bit of news. Now I'm gonna. This is from about. Well, this is from last week. This news, and again, I'm gonna give a spoiler warning, but I don't. You know, this is something that's been around um, for a while. So, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I will say, you know, spoiler warning for anybody who doesn't want to know anything about the movie. But this is something that's fairly well known, especially among the Ghostbusters community about this movie um, at this point. So, you know, if you know some stuff about this movie, you're probably okay. And I'm not talking about anything plot-wise. There's nothing plot-wise here. It's just a, a little bit of casting. You know, that's it. But warning for anybody who just wants to be surprised completely. And I understand if, if that's the case. But moving on here, we did have last week, we had Dan Aykroyd confirming that Bill Murray is back for the upcoming sequel and uh, along with that, Dan Aykroyd also calls the story heartfelt. Um, so we'll read this here. This article comes again from Ghostbusters News, um, who I love using as a source. He, you know, Jason over at Ghostbusters News, incredibly detailed, has a great YouTube channel, very active on social media. So we love the work that he does. But we're going to read this article here again. Um, coming from Ghostbusters News. As production of the upcoming Ghostbusters sequel continues in the United Kingdom, Dan Aykroyd, who previously confirmed his involvement in the film, has been busy making the media rounds, being asked about the film, and promoting his award-winning Crystal Head Vodka brand. In a recent exclusive with the Metro newspaper, Aykroyd shed more light on the sequel while affirming the speculated involvement of franchise original Bill Murray. In speaking about the production, Aykroyd, who earlier this week had high praise for co-star Patton Oswalt, referring to him as a comic genius, would say, quote, We're three quarters through filming, which means it's got to be edited and mixed, and the CGI has to be put into it. End quote. While it's been strongly insinuated that Bill Murray would be returning in the untitled sequel, 
being seen multiple times in the UK, even even being pictured seemingly on set alongside Aykroyd and English comedian David Walliams. We've yet to get a definitive answer on his involvement, but Aykroyd being wonderfully loose-lipped has confirmed that Murray will 100% be back. Uh, This is Dan Aykroyd saying again, quote, I'm excited about this one. It's got a beautiful, heartfelt story, a great threat, some scary moments, and it brings back Annie Potts and Ernie Hudson, Bill Murray and myself, and we've handed the torch to new people, uh, Finn Finn Wolfhard and Paul Rudd and Carrie Coon. All right, the end of the article here, that's end quote. The end of the article here says, In the forthcoming sequel, Murray and the original team members will reunite with the cast of Ghostbusters Afterlife, comprising of Paul Rudd, Carrie Coon, McKenna Grace, Finn Wolfhard, Logan Kim, and Celeste O'Connor. They will also share the screen with new additions to the franchise, including Kamel Nanjiani, Patton Oswalt, James Acaster, uh, and Emily Allen Lind. I've actually been told that James... Acaster is his name. It's not Acaster. I thought it was Acaster, but apparently it's pronounced James Acaster. So we'll we'll go with that moving forward. But that's a bit of fun little news. Again, that was something that we've kind of known. You know, we've kind of known that that he's going to be back, and and you know we're going to see the the three original guys, um, the three living original guys, back with Annie Potts, and. So that's awesome. I mean, it's great. For me personally, could they have kept that secretive and put that in the movie? Sure. But at this point, it's almost a little bit of marketing just to put it out there that that Bill Murray's in the movie because there are several, you know, there are people out there, you may be one of them, who are almost not interested in the Ghostbusters without Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson. Um, I don't count myself in that group. I mean, I love those guys. I, you know, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray are two of my f- absolute favorite actors who have ever lived. I, I could watch and any movie that they are in, I could watch a thousand times over and probably have. And, you know, when you think about Bill Murray, I mean, even though I'm such a big Ghostbusters fan, I mean, I, I don't tie him to Ghostbusters in my own head. I mean... My gosh, you have to look at, you know, things like Caddyshack or, you know, his time on Saturday Night Live with a lot of skits that he was he was a part of that um, are so funny. Um, you know, or when you look at, you know, other things that he's been in like Stripes or, or Meatballs. I mean, Bill Murray is just, he's one of those one-of-a-kind actors with, a you know, that sarcastic comedy that, I think is, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's dead nowadays. I think there are some people who, who do that version of comedy, but uh, guys like him, um, you know, guys like Chevy Chase, uh, you know, those kind of guys you just don't see a lot of anymore. And guys like Dan Aykroyd, who's not the comedic lead, but he's always, you know, one of the biggest utility players in any project that he's a part of. He's, he's such a good utility comedic guy. Uh, again, he's been a part of some fantastic movies. I mean, again, you know, Ghostbusters is only one of the things that he's a part of. I mean, uh, you know, you can look at his time on Saturday Night Live and the iconic skits that he was a part of. You can look at, um, you know, I I always think of uh, The Great Outdoors. I love him in that movie. I always think of the Blues Brothers 
which he's great in, obviously. Um, you know, even to some of the lesser known movies that I still love him in, like, or, you know, Nothing But Trouble, which is not a very good movie, but, you know, I, th- I find him, his, you know, work in that still pretty funny and, um, or even Caddyshack 2, which is not a great movie, but he's funny in that. So, um, you know, I love seeing those guys back. I know that, you know, Ernie Hudson is, is not as prolific as those guys are, but, you know, he's a Ghostbuster and he's, uh, you know, a, a big part of the team. And I'm excited to see what they do with, with the character of Winston moving forward. And so, you know, I'm really excited to see those guys back, but you do have a section of the fan base who are almost not interested in the, in the movie or anything Ghostbusters related if these guys are not in it, which I understand from a certain point, but I also just really love Ghostbusters. And I want to see that franchise move forward. And the reality is, is that the franchise cannot move forward you know, with those guys forever, they just can't, uh, it it just can't, I mean, it's, you know, that's just, that's life, you know, these guys are are getting up there in age, they can't, you know, uh, they can't run around, you know, in in the ecto with the, with the proton packs anymore, um, it's not something they can physically do, and it's quite honestly not something they want to do, um, if you listen to them talk, I mean, even Dan Aykroyd, uh, has said multiple times, like we're, you know, going back to the late 90s, you know, when he was writing scripts for a, a third Ghostbusters movie, would always say, you know, my character, Harold's character, Billy's character, you know, we're too old and fat to be running around with, you know, all this equipment now, you know, we need new, younger, fresh blood. And so I think that there's a path forward where we can keep these guys in the mix obviously have them there if they want to be there but at the same time move forward with new a new cast of of characters who we can you know come to love and and appreciate on their own and you know just appreciate the story that's given us because that's what i've always loved about ghostbusters you know it's the characters but it's also the story and the lore that was created you know, in that first film and, and uh, continuing on in the second film and in Ghostbusters Afterlife. I mean, it, you know, or even, uh, I know it's not connected or canon, but even looking at the real Ghostbusters or the Ghostbusters video game, all that stuff is great. So I'm interested in seeing the franchise go forward and, and do what it has to do to move forward, um, albeit in a respectful way and uh, in, a, in a good way. You know, and I don't want to just see it move forward if it's not going to be quality stuff. And I don't think that's where we're headed while, you know, while we have Jason Reitman around. I don't think that's where we'll ever head. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to hear that Bill Murray's back. I know that a lot of you are really excited to hear that. I'm excited to see these guys, you know, on the screen again as Ray Stance and Peter Venkman and Winston Zeddemore and, uh, you know, Annie Potts' character is Janine. I'm excited to see her come back. I would love to see uh, Rick Moranis back. Um, I don't know that it's going to happen. You know, I, I don't know that that'll ever happen. I would love to see it at least one more time. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's just always great to hear stuff like this and, and know that you can go into the movie and 
and just knowing that they'll be there and they'll be a part of it. That's always a good feeling. So it's cool to hear this, you know, just wanted to make a mention of it on the show here. Um, I did want to clear up one thing. Now we did a couple of weeks ago, I did the show, uh, on Ghostbusters day or a couple days after Ghostbusters day. And again, we, we talked about all the stuff released that day, uh, all the news that we got, um, which wasn't a whole lot, but we did talk about it. I did neglect to talk about, uh, the video game and what we got out of, uh, what content we got out of that on Ghostbusters Day. So I did want to go back and um, catch up to speed on that real quick. And I'm sure, you know, at this point, you've probably all heard about it, but I did want to cover it just to, you know, cover all my bases and um, make sure that I, you know, talk about it a little bit. So for Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, we had kind of a new trailer uh, drop that day on Ghostbusters Day for a, a DLC update um, or uh, you know I, I, whatever they're calling it I'm assuming it was like a, a DLC coming but um, at the end of that trailer we got a little we got a little something special we got um, an orange hand Connected to an arm that's wearing a purple robe with claws, seemingly long nails, putting its hand down on the Ecto-1, and that's all we got. Now, if you'll look closely at that, and any real Ghostbusters fan would know this, that is Sam Hain from the real Ghostbusters, which is really cool. So Sam Hain is going to be coming. Now, they have, I don't think they've officially announced this yet, but I mean, it's, you know, come on, it's pretty obvious. Um, Sam Hain is going to be added to Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed later this year. That's awesome to hear. As a player of that game, though, all I worry about is how, you know, freaking hard is it going to be to defeat that guy. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you. When I come up against skilled people playing as like the Terror Dog or even, you know, still with Slimer, it's hard enough to win fights, but Sam Hain is going to be a troublemaker in that game. But nevertheless, that's really cool news. I'm glad that they're doing these tie-ins to you know stuff like the real Ghostbusters, and um, you know I think they get it. I think they know that a lot of us grew up watching that show and you know being fans of that show as well as the movies. So um, I'm really glad they're tying all they're tying that stuff in. You know, if you go onto the YouTube channel and watch my playthrough, you'll see that my character is Egon from the real Ghostbusters. <clears throat> I've got the jumpsuit, the hair, the glasses, all the equipment from the real Ghostbusters, which is just so cool to me. And with the cartoon, you know, layout of the game, it's almost like playing a real Ghostbusters version, uh, you know, video game. Which is really cool, you know. It's it's uh, it's really fun to do that. Kind of, you know, my twelve year old self would have been in love with that, and as an adult, I'm in love with it too. So that's really cool, and uh, I'm excited for that. We also got news that Ghostbusters: Spirits Unleashed is going to be released on the Nintendo Switch. So if you are a Nintendo Switch user um, and you're a Ghostbusters fan, there you go. Um, you can take uh, real Ghostbusters on the go. And uh, that's really cool. I, I'm, I'm not a Switch user. I was uh, a couple of years ago, two, three years ago. I had a Nintendo Switch, 
played a few games on it. You know, me and my friends, we got it. We wanted to play some some Mario together, some Super Smash Brothers, and some other things. Um, we had a lot of fun with that, but I, I have since gotten rid of it. Um, kind of almost wish I still had it so I could try out, you know, Spirits Unleashed on it. But um, that's great for for you know expansion. You know, it's it's always good. You know, let get more people out there to play, and hopefully. You know, they'll enjoy it as well if they haven't already played it. Um, Let's move to the next bit of news. We had uh, this announcement um, come out two days ago on June the 21st. And this announcement is that a Ghostbusters location tour is coming to New York City this fall. And uh, as a part of this tour, fans are going to be chauffeured inside an Ecto-1. Folks, I'll tell you what. This is one of the coolest things I heard this week. Uh, to be able to be escorted around and shown with a guide, a tour guide, all of the Ghostbusters filming locations, but you're not walking it and you're not just doing it in a regular car. You're being taken around in an Ecto-1, a really, really good-looking Ecto-1 that's very screen accurate. That That is awesome that would be incredibly awesome i unfortunately don't live in new york or you know close to new york so i don't know that i'll be you know able to partake in that but i would love to see some video come out of that um and i would love to to sort of experience it that way um but this year's um this year uh i guess it's probably going to be around halloween time um the New Jersey uh uh I wanna say I don't know if it's the uh New Jersey Ghostbuster. I don't know if there even is a New Jersey Ghostbusters. Um but I know that like the um I know that there's like an Ecto one New Jersey. So there you can check out their Instagram page, Ecto One um underscore nj you can check that out for like the uh trailer of this this uh event that's going to take place um this will give I'm, i'm just reading from the article here um in time for this year's spooky season those behind new jersey's premier ectomobile replica the ecto one new jersey have announced Ghost Tours NYC, a limited time chance for fans to visit all of the most notorious Ghostbuster sites while being driven by a real Ghostbuster. Um, the the two-month engagement will see fans visiting iconic locations such as Central Park West, the New York City Public Library, and of course the aforementioned Hook and Ladder 8, uh, the Ghostbusters Firehouse. So... We'll get some more info on this pretty soon, but it sounds like, again, it is limited. Uh, It'll only go for a couple of months, but this will will be something really cool, and I'm excited to see what comes of this and, you know, the people that get to be a part of it. I would love to see some footage out of that because I can't imagine any better way to experience a tour of the Ghostbusters filming locations than uh, being driven around in the Ecto-1. That, that's pretty incredible. 
All right, um, a little bit more news that we got today. Um, so the San Diego Comic-Con uh, this year, which is, again, the, the annual you know, Comic-Con. Obviously, it takes place in San Diego, um, which runs from July the 20th to July the 23rd. So that's a Thursday through a Sunday. Um, this is typically where... If you're a fan of, you know, a, a film, a comic book movie, or, you know, something like Ghostbusters, you would look to get some sort of news regarding the movie, you know, maybe even a trailer. You know, I think there's are some instances, and they have panels as well where they interview the filmmakers, the actors, and I think in some instances, uh, you might even get to see the full film early. Um this year, it has been announced that Sony will not be in attendance for San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con. So, unfortunately, um, we're not going to get any firehouse news out of um, SDCC. So, I, it's, I wouldn't say it's disappointing, but, you know, at the same time, I, I did kind of have a hope in the back of my mind uh, that, you know, maybe we could just get something, just a little taste of uh, what's to come. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have to wait. Uh, again, I know that it was, you know, it was always going to be far-fetched. That's less than a month away. Um, so, you know, it, it, again, it was always going to be a little far-fetched to get anything. But um, that was something that I did kind of hope um, would happen. So, for anybody who's thinking or sitting around, you know, waiting for Comic-Con uh, San Diego this year to, uh, you know, get any Ghostbusters news, just so you know, um, you know, don't hold your breath because probably, uh, well, pretty much most definitely not going to happen. So um, don't mean to ruin your day or anything like that, but <laughs> just wanted to give the heads up since I noticed that news going around today. All right. Um, let's, let's talk about something for a few minutes here before we wrap up the show. Um, there, one thing I did want to talk about was, uh, it is in relation to the new film, uh, was, you know, what can, we, can we expect a movie that will set up another movie or are we going to get a one-off story? And I kind of got to thinking about this today um, because I saw that, you know, Infinity War, I think, was on TV or it was, you know, streaming and somebody in the house had it on TV today. So I kind of got to thinking, you know, that's a movie that was made with the obvious intention that there was going to be a follow-up movie to it. And I got to thinking, you know, that's kind of interesting. I wonder if Ghostbusters would ever do that. So basically what I mean is, would we have some sort of cliffhanger at the end of a movie that would, you know, lead us into another movie? I know that Afterlife kind of did it with the uh, after credit scene with the containment unit, um, which was fun. And it was, you know, really awesome to see that, especially the first for the first time in theaters. But um, is that something we could see? Where we, we, we may, you know, maybe we could have a Ghostbusters movie uh, where the villain essentially wins by the end of the movie and it leads us into the next movie. Um, 
where we get resolution, obviously, like Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and how they kind of, you know, work together. And I think the biggest issue with that is this is not, again, like going back to my uh, previous points, um, this is not something that's guaranteed to make a profit. It's not something that is guaranteed to, um, you know, do well enough to produce another movie so you're kind of taking a risk if you do some sort of cliffhanger like that but you know with ghost core and everything and the fact that they've set this up and they're you know they're really push you know working to push out um you know content with you know an animated show an animated movie obviously the live action film comic books i would say that they probably think it's going to do well enough, you know, to continue making movies. So, um, it is a risk that you could take. And, um, I just got to thinking of that because, you know, wouldn't it be interesting, like take the original Ghostbusters for, for example. Now this would never have happened obviously back in the day. Nor did it need to happen because that first Ghostbusters is it's, it's a perfect movie, you know, and by Ghostbusters fan standards, it's you know it's it's just a perfect film. It's you know you watch that movie and there's seemingly nothing wrong with it. You know, again, if you're a Ghostbusters fan, you may be a regular moviegoer and, and think differently, but um, there's not anything in the first Ghostbusters movie that I would change personally. But let's just play hypotheticals here for a minute. What if you got to the end of that film and they, the, you know, the boys get up on the rooftop to approach Gozer and Gozer comes out and she st- kind of starts wreaking havoc and basically somehow makes her way from that rooftop into the city, into the streets, starts tearing stuff apart, and then you get a cut. And then we wait till the next movie to see how this is resolved, what's happening. Basically, what we're seeing is that she's winning or that she's won and she's taken over Earth. And, you know, we we you know, we have to see what happens next in the next movie. Now, again, that wouldn't be that's not something I'm, you know, I'm obviously advocating for it. Again, the first movie is the ending's perfect. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. There's there would be no reason to do that, anything like that. But. Um, it would just be interesting to see. It would be interesting to see more of a threat, kind of like a Thanos kind of character, right? Um, even in, uh, you know, if you look at Ghostbusters 2, I've, I've oftentimes said, and if you've listened to my uh, review of Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, you've probably heard me say this. I would have loved um, if... You know, towards the ending of that movie, maybe Gozer, I mean, not Gozer, excuse me, Vigo gained some sort of temporary, like, power boost or whatever to where he was a little bit stronger and he could essentially break the slime off of that museum and walk out into New York. And, you know, this is after he's paralyzed the Ghostbusters, so they kind of have to wait for that to wear off. And then they have to get up and go out of the museum and go basically stop Vigo in the street, the dark, you know, New York City streets, you know, and he's terrorizing and he's out there amongst the people and they've got to go chase him down and fight him. I've always thought that would be incredible, but, 
you know, you can almost do that the same way where Vigo walks outside, the Ghostbusters are paralyzed, cut to black, and you have to wait till the next movie to see the resolution of that. That would be kind of cool. It would be something um, different. It would definitely would be different for Ghostbusters, right? Ghostbusters has kind of always just been a... Um, you know, a one and done story. And I know with afterlife, that was kind of a, you know, you can almost say that movie was kind of like that. Cause it was a continuation of that first overall storyline, right. With Gozer and the fact that, you know, Evo Shandor had built multiple temples for Gozer and, you know, he built the one in Oklahoma, the one in New York. So when the Ghostbusters defeated Gozer in the first movie, they didn't kill her. They just sent her back to where she came from and this movie opened a portal uh, an afterlife opened the portal back into the world our world uh albeit just in a different place in oklahoma right so it was kind of a continuation of that first story so you know we've kind of done that but not really to the level i'm talking about and you know there's really not much point to what i'm talking about it's just more for fun and uh you know just something to play around with in, in my head and um i don't know that it would ever be something they would consider um if they did just want to do something a little different and fun sure it might be something they they would do but um i think i think i don't think that fu- that's what this movie's going to be i think this movie's you know i think they're really going to try to show everybody with this movie that you know ghostbusters is a franchise that can keep going and that people can fall in love with again similar to how they did with afterlife and this this franchise can garner new fans and 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 then you know maybe down the line we could get that kind of movie where it's kind of that cool concept so um it definitely wouldn't be anything new as far as just the world of movies but it would definitely be something new to ghostbusters so uh, just something fun to think about, just something, you know, just food for thought, you know, just a little fun topic here at the end of all the news segments of the show. Um, but it was just something I thought about today. So, you know, maybe we could see that in the future. I think it would be cool if they did it the right way, certainly. So, um, yeah, fun little topic there for you. All right. Um, well, guys, that, that about wraps up the show uh, for this week. Um, you know, the next, let, let me let me actually check the calendar here. So, the next show is set to release the first weekend of July, or I guess technically you could say the second weekend of July, because July the 1st is on a Saturday. Uh, so, July the 9th. Uh, which would be it'd be Sunday, July the 9th, somewhere around there, uh, July the 8th or 9th is where the next episode is going to release. So, will we know anything more about this movie? Um, you know, heading into that weekend, it's doubtful. Uh, you know, I, I think that some time's going to have to pass before we know any more. But, you know, as news slowly keeps leaking out, I'll keep covering it. We'll keep talking about it. And I'm excited to see, you know, where we go in this marketing process, where we go, you know, in, you know, what little information they decide to give us. I'm excited to see how that goes. And um, maybe we can piece together a few things to know about this movie before we see it. Not much. Obviously, we don't want spoilers, but 
Um, yeah, it's going to be fun to see um, how this post-production process goes and uh, what we can get out of it uh, before we really hit into the big marketing slate and the release of the movie. Maybe we'll hear something more about the cartoon soon. Uh, maybe we'll hear more about the animated movie. I don't know. They could wait until after the release of this movie to do all that stuff. Um or to say anything about it. So we'll see. We'll see what they decide to do. But uh, that's all I have for you here today. All right, guys. It's been Ecto-1 Radio, another episode of Ecto-1 Radio. Thanks for listening. I really enjoy it. I appreciate it. Listen, uh, if you could please do something for me, though. If you're listening on any of the podcasts, uh, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, doesn't matter. Wherever you're listening, Please give us a review. Um, you know, please follow us, subscribe to us. Uh, you know, go to our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, uh, which haven't been super active, but you know, please jump on there and um, you know, make sure to follow us there. Go to our YouTube channel and make sure to give us a subscribe. Um, this is a great way for me to um, keep gauging your interest in, in you know the topics that we cover here. And, uh, you know, alter those in a way that, you know, I can give you the best show that um, I can. And, you know, it keeps it fun for the both of us. So, um, you know, if if there is one ask I have of you, that would be it. Please go make sure to give us a follow or subscribe anywhere that you are listening to us. And leave a review. Please leave a review. I would uh, much appreciate it. Hopefully it's a a five-star review. I'm going to kind of push you in that direction. Um, and, and, you know, if you're, if you're listening and you enjoy this, please, please do so. But all right, guys, this has been Acto One Radio, uh, a show provided by Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. I'm Andy and I'm your host and we will catch you next time.